0: Yes, 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 yes. Hey, guys, welcome to the Science of Getting Rich podcast. I'm your host, Gerald Peters. Always remember, whatever you think about comes about. Whatever you focus on grows. Exciting week, huh? Stock market's down big. Panic, fear. Just turned on CNN, and you would think it was Armageddon. Apocalypse. it's um the herd man the herd will lead you astray in almost every there's a phrase that goes and i'm gonna mess it up and i don't remember it i won't even try but it's basically this you should follow the herd or the trends when it comes to fashion but now with your money Manias and panics and bubbles go both ways. In life, there's this yin and yang to everything, you know, love and hate. And just like we get bubbles, we get panics. And they're usually, um, and there's people that make money on both sides and there's people that lose money on both sides. But you can't lose what you don't involve yourself in. And so, there's no need for anyone to panic. You should be looking at it as how is, an, how is this, how as an investor, how could I capitalize on the panic and the fear of other people? And that's what the science of getting rich is about. It's about, when you use the word science, it's not like science. What they mean by science is that systematic. The book talks about this idea of doing things in a certain way. If you do things in a certain way, you can expect a certain outcome. And so if you go week after week, month after month, year after year, not saving money. Yeah, when you 10, 15 years later, guess what you have? No money. Science. It's just math. The idea that much gathers more is true on literally every plane of existence in life. In every area of life, whether it be in love or in business, relationships, where more gathers more. Jesus said this idea that those who have even what they have or more will be given, and those who have not, even the little bit they have will be taken. So it's this idea that more attracts more, prosperity attracts more prosperity. It plays out <clears throat> That's what compound interest is. Let's be honest. As you acquire more shares in, say, a company that pays a dividend, the shares that you acquire produce more shares. More produces more. Much gathers more on every plane of existence is true. And loss leads to more loss. Panicking. If you begin a series of bad decisions, it leads to what? More bad decisions. Often when we lie to cover up something, we got to tell another lie and another lie and another lie. Our actions. That's what it means by certain way. Because certain way produces certain results. And if you do it the wrong way, guess what it produces? The wrong results. And as we begin to see life so, so simple, this black and white. Many podcasts ago, I talked about the polarity of life. The yin and the yang, the low tide and the high tide, the good and the bad, the good, the evil, love and hate. That in life, we find all of these opposites. But even inside of that, that it, and I said that in us, there's those two people, you know. There's the little boy or little girl. And then there's that person that's 10 foot tall and bulletproof. And then we get to choose which one we want to be. Most of us kind of half-assed do both. Sometimes we're fired up, motivated, and things are going our way. And when things aren't going our way, we get all fucked up in the head. <clears throat> and so we can't consistently apply the power of the mind to produce the results in our life. And so we're not doing things in a certain way, certain as in science, as in fucking repetition, as in doing it over and over and over, even when you don't feel like it. You know what happens when you dedicate an hour a day to studying the piano, practicing, even when you don't feel like it, you know what happens in a year? You're a lot better at playing the piano. And that plays out in every area of life. In every area of life. But guess what? There's gonna be times you're not gonna feel like doing it. Actually, in the market right now, you may feel like puking. There's people who do. They don't get excited into a sell off, they get nauseous. It's not uncommon. I would encourage you to visit my Instagram link or just look inside of my book. You don't have to, I think it's, no, no, it's inside of my book the money flow, my stock trading strategy. I don't think it's inside of my free ebook. You don't have to die broke. I could be mistaken. But if you go to my YouTube, all of my handles are at full auto, like the gun, F-U-L-L-A-U-T-O-1-1 on all handles, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. And my message is the same on every platform. That anyone, regardless of age, race, or financial situation, and begin laying the foundation to build wealth and that it takes about seven to 10 years. That's the general message of my philosophy. If you were to begin building a stock portfolio today in 10 fucking years, I promise you, you will be laid the foundation to build wealth. It's gonna take about seven to 10 years. If you don't do it for the next seven to 10 years, guess what? You'll be at zero in seven to 10 years and then you can start doing it. And then it'll be another 10 before you get rich. So why not start today? What if you literally just pulled your head right out of your ass today? What if you just stopped being stupid today upon hearing this message? Most of you are. Most people hearing this message are doing it wrong. If I was to sit down at your house and look at your checking account, look at your finances and your the car you're driving with your stupid car payments, and you think you're smart. Some of you are smart, you got degrees. Nobody gives a fuck. You have a degree and you still pay passive income to other people. You're one of the smartest generations ever in fucking life. And you owe other people. How does that make sense? How does my grandmother who can't use fucking email owe no one and you're $200,000 in debt? Explain that to me, smart guy. How does that happen? I was the smartest fucking generation on planet Earth. The brokest. Because money's not about intelligence. It's not about intelligence. You think money's about intelligence? It's not. The science of getting rich is very clear. It says anybody, regardless of age or race or financial situation... Anybody can become rich in 7 to 10 years. Now, I add the 7 to 10 years. The book doesn't say that. But it does say that anybody doing things in a certain way. Now, I begin to try to describe the certain way. And I break it down in my book. It's free. Chapter 1, entitled The Money Flow, because I kind of use that word for everything. Because it is money flowing in and out of your life. And that teaches this idea of the three buckets. I didn't invent any of this. Let me let you in on something. I haven't created or invented anything in my life. Nothing. I've just modeled things that, I, that are obvious to me that work. I'm a real simple guy. I didn't go to college. I don't have a degree. I'm not certified to do anything. That didn't keep me from becoming a millionaire. How did I become a millionaire when I have no college education? You know how I did it? I get up every day with the goal of becoming a millionaire. With the goal, and I broke it down even simpler than that because that number is too big. I can't think about that number. I need to be richer today, the end of this day, than I was when I started. And I just started that simple concept. And in the book, I talk about this idea of a $10 bill. Changed my life as I began to see if you invested $10 a fucking day and you did that your entire life, you're going to die rich. If you do that your entire life, meaning when you're 70, you're still investing it. When you're 80, you're still investing it. When you're fucking 90, you're still investing it. Now, I get it, you're not going to do that. I get it, you're going to use money along the way. I get all of that. It's illustrative. Because $10 isn't enough. Right now, today, I invest between three dollars and $5,000 every month. Every month! So now, if you're investing 300 who's getting richer? But you're smarter. You got a better job. You drive a nicer car, right? I meet people like that all the time. None of those things equate to wealth. They could be, they could be the fruits of wealth. Don't misunderstand me. Guy pulls up a two hundred thousand dollar car. Probably make the assumption that he makes good money. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Let me see his checking account. I don't know. Most of the people that look middle class are broke. And so I don't care about that guy with a tour. I don't give the fuck about that guy. He can figure it out himself. My message is to you. My message is to the guy that's a roofer, a plumber, or works at Walmart, you know, or your mid-level management. Like, like, you don't own the place. That message of get your head out of your ass is to you. The broker you are, the more you have to get on this message. Much gathers more. It's true on every plane. You want more love in your life? Start loving people. You want more money in your life? Start keeping your money. It's fucking magic. This is magic what I'm giving you. I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. You want to get in better shape? Work out more. (laughs) That's so obvious, right? But it's true, and it's that way with money. The more of your money you keep, the more wealth you gather. That much gathers more is true on every plane of existence, and that loss leads to greater losses, also equally true. And so as you make one bad decision, you have to make another and another to fix that one, and then it's just a series of bad decisions. And you begin to put stuff on credit cards, and then you wonder, why don't I have any fucking money? Because you don't gather money. Every dollar comes in, goes out. And it's so simple. Such a simple fix. But it starts in the mind. The mind is creative. And conditions, your environment, and all of your experiences in life are the result of the habitual and predominant mental attitude that you carry with you every day. The problem is, That little bipolar thing that we were talking about. Oh, I feel good today. Oh, I feel bad today. Oh, I'm 10 foot tall. Oh, my. I feel bad. I do it too. I fight it too. The little boy inside of me and the man that's 10 foot tall and bulletproof. But I want to be the guy that's 10 foot tall and bulletproof every fucking day, every minute. But I can't. Because I got to fight that little voice in me. And that's that little voice that tells people, hey, the stock market's crashing. I should sell. See, because they're not, they're, not, they're not putting in the reps to fight that voice. They surrender to it. In this idea of the 10 pillars of success that I put out, pillar number one, how you think is everything. It's everything. And it's the predominant, not how you think sometimes. It's how you think all the fucking time. The way you think the most, we should say. Because even the most powerful will sometimes have doubt. But man, if you could never fucking doubt, if you never had a doubt, you might be delusional, but you would be powerful. One, of, I watched a show and they're talking about con And one of the things about p- people who are born conmen is they have no doubt. Often conmen won't take a plea deal when they get caught because they, so- they believe their own shit to the point where they've made their delusional. That's how committed they were to the process. And how committed are you? Most of us are up and down day to day. I need to lose weight. I need to work out. Uh, sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. and You never laid the foundation. And it's the same with building well. What if you became so committed to the fact that you would rather not eat than to give that money up? Now, I would never put someone in that extreme uh, measure like where you're going to do that. But I tell you this. I would miss a lot of fucking meals before I would sell stocks to buy food. I would go through a lot of suffering, a lot of pain. I would go get a job delivering pizza before I tapped into my retirement account. Like I would do a lot of things long before I got to. But that's me. You may not be on that same commitment level. And not everybody has to be, but I'm talking to the guy that wants to be. Because if you want to get rich, you better get this idea. That you're going to have to fucking suffer at times. You're going to have to push through. You're going to have to be that guy that's 10 foot tall and bulletproof when you don't want to. When you'd rather lay down and cry, you're going to have to stand up. And it ain't easy. This is why people don't do it. It's not easy. And often I talk about this idea as heavy as the head that wears the crown. Just being a good parent's heart. Much less worried about investing. Right? Running a business. Being kind to your wife or your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. That much gathers more is true in every plane of existence. And that loss leads to greater loss is equally true. This idea of what you think about comes about. That's much gathering more. That the predominant thoughts that you hold in your mind is what you become, and so if you see yourself as a failure, as a loser, as a guy who can't get along, I don't, I don't know what, and you continue to harbor and hold these, that's what you attract because you're going to live to prove yourself conscious. How you see yourself is how you will live, and so in the beginning, as you decide, hey, I don't want to be the little boy; I want to be ten foot tall. There's a struggle. <clears throat> it's not easy being king. Sometimes you don't want to be. You think I want to commit? You think I always want to invest every month? I told you that's $3,000 to $5,000 a month. You don't think there's some months I'm broke because I'm doing that? And I'm over here publicly talking to people, hey, look at me, I'm a millionaire. And the only reason, I don't give a fuck if people like me because of that. I'm doing that because I'm trying to listen. If you're going to listen to someone, there should be some evidence. Like, I'm not going to listen to a guy about money who doesn't have any money. And so it's not that I'm bragging or I want people to look at me. I don't give a fuck. Because if you looked at me, you'd be like, well, the guy doesn't have a nice car. Like, at first, you wouldn't see it. But if if we got real, if you came to my house... If you looked at my uh, accounts, you'd see it. Because most of the things that I have, at outward glance, you wouldn't know. It's not about showing up. I'm not fake it till you make it. There might be something to that, to the mental side. But at some point, you got to stop faking it and actually be it, right? And, and, And so there has to be fruit to the things that you say. At some point, you have to stop trying to get in shape and just be in fucking shape and then hold it, maintain it. That's the hard part. Getting something, doing something's easy. It's consistently doing it over a long period of time what the science of getting rich calls doing things in a certain way. Certain way is not a one-time thing. It's fucking forever. This is what people get it twisted about investing because they always talk to me as if it's this one-time thing. Same with real estate. They talk to me about it like it's this one-time thing, I'm gonna do this thing one time and somehow that equates to all the, no, it's something you're doing all the time. Mind is creative and conditions, environment and all experiences in life are the result of our habitual or predominant mental attitude. Starts in the mind. So in my 10 pillars of success, pillar number one, how you think is everything. Pillar number 10, uh, uh, take full responsibility. Often I just quote those two. Why? Because the other eight, if you do those first, the first and the last, kind of take care of themselves. One of them is never stop learning. Yeah, no shit. If you're taking responsibility, you're going to need to learn some things, right? So if you take full responsibility, you're going to need to learn about investing. Why? Because you're responsible. Like the king had to know about farming or at least have advisors around him that knew about farming. Why? Because the the, the, the the crop yield uh, helped. Like he had to feed the kingdom, right? The king better know about warfare. Why? He's got to defend the kingdom. So he can never stop learning. So he had to surround himself with the right people. So when the guy says to me, you know, Gerald, uh, none of my friends get it. <laughs> you need new friends, bro. You don't force yourself to stay around people that aren't like you. You surround yourself with people like you. Otherwise, you're lying. And you're playing some game. I'm not saying you cut them off. I'm just saying that you need to bring in people around you who are like the you that you're trying to become. And so if you want to be a great football player, you don't play lousy football players. You play against other great football players, right? Birds of a feather flock together. That which gathers more, gathers more. And so if you hang around losers, guess what? You're a loser. And if you're not now, you will be. Because you've yoked yourself with them. And so you, you say, well, I'll be lonely. Well, maybe you need to be lonely. Maybe you need to be a friend to you. Maybe you need to be your best friend. And get that voice in your head talking right and not negative. And that's hard. It's really hard. Big losses this week in the stock market. I want you to ask yourself, one, did you even notice? If you didn't notice, can we just agree that you're on the wrong track in life? Like if you're living a life and didn't notice the stock market went down, you're not even paying attention. You say, well, I don't don't care if they go down. And I had a guy tell me that the other day. I don't even look at my thing. I'm like, well, uh, how do you take advantage of opportunities? Meaning when things are inefficient. See, there's people who teach this idea of the efficient market hypothesis. The idea that the markets are efficient. If anything, this last week should have taught you is the market. The last thing the markets are is fucking efficient. The markets are inefficient. The reason I like the stock market sometimes more than the real estate market, even though most of my money's in real estate, is because the stock market is inefficient. The housing market, yes, from time to time, housing prices go on sale. But housing prices don't drop 20% in one week. But they can in the, in the stock market. You can get discounts like that. And if you have money and you've been living your life right, and you follow the principles that I teach in my first book, and you don't have car payments and student loans and all this other shit that eat your money, you would be able to do something right now. Instead of buying $100 worth, you might get by $3,000 worth. And let's say it lasts for six months. You know what I mean, dad, you could buy $40,000 worth and actually begin to change your life because that 40 becomes 310 years. And That's how you become, build wealth. That's how people become rich in seven to 10 years. It's not a one-time thing. It's the habitual practice of a one-time thing. It's habitually doing it one time every day. Get it? Opportunities all around us. I hope you're seeing it. Hey, guys, this is Gerald Peters. Thanks for listening to the Science of Getting Rich podcast. Um, Your feedback's always welcome. You can email me at fullauto11 at gmail.com. You can email me, text me, DM me, or tweet me. uh, You know, all that good stuff on all the social medias. I'm always available for comment or question. Uh, God bless.